Welcome to Exodus, California. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and my husband, Paul, will be your co-host as we share our story about how we left California and made our home in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Exodus, California is a podcast for Californians who've had enough and are getting ready to pull the trigger and make that move out of a state they once loved. Some of you may be thinking of moving to Arizona or Idaho. Many more of you will land in Texas or even Nevada. But for those of you thinking about Tennessee, this podcast is where you'll discover lots of valuable information on just how to make that move. There's a mass exodus out of the Golden State happening today. The beautiful Western State was once a coveted destination for millions of families who moved there because they wanted better opportunities, better weather, and the freedom to enjoy both. But sadly, California is not the same today. I'm a third generation Californian and I completely understand all the reasons you fell in love with California. But I also understand all the reasons you're thinking about leaving her now. On our show, we'll talk about all those questions you have about moving to Tennessee, things like taxes, real estate prices, churches, public schools, crime rates, tornadoes, and yes, we'll even talk about the one thing that scares a Californian most of all, humidity. Once we moved our family to Tennessee, our company has not stopped and we seriously love it. We just love having people here. We've shown so much real estate and so many have fallen in love with the state we moved to. I'm telling you, the word is out. Many have moved here and we don't just talk to our family. We talk to friends and friends of friends and even strangers on a weekly basis. People who wanna know all the details about how we did what we did when we moved to Tennessee with no friends waiting no family here to help us, and no job on the horizon. And honestly, it was the best decision we have ever made. We pray this podcast encourages you, answers some questions, and gives you the help you need to start planning your very own exodus from California. Welcome to the Exodus California podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and I am joined by my co-host and husband, Paul Kraft. And we are here today to talk to you about real estate. I'm looking forward to that because I think one of the things that everybody in California looks for when they look at Tennessee is clearly real estate. Because in 2012, our family moved here. And actually, surprisingly, we didn't immediately buy real estate when we moved here. No, in fact, we had uh, no idea if we were actually going to stay here, so we decided we were going to give it two years, and we decided we'd rent a house first, so we got here, and we actually had no place to stay. We ended up living in a hotel for nine days while we tried to find a rental house. And I think that actually was what kind of sold us and the kids on coming, because what we shared with the kids was, hey, we're going to go on an adventure. It's going to be a two-year adventure. And no matter what, we're going to give it our all. And I know I shared with a lot of people when we moved in June, I said, I might be seeing you uh, in the next two years. I might be seeing you in two years. So save save me a place at the Thanksgiving dinner because, you know, we just didn't know. But after being here for two weeks, I was pretty well convinced that we were never moving back. I, I will say that is one thing that irritated me about you a little bit was because I would say, because I think it takes a woman longer to make someplace home and you want to have friends and connections. And I would say to you, is this home? And you would say, what? Yes. <laughs> Every time. And it highly annoyed me, but it's true. It, it became home to us. 
So we, why do we do this podcast? Why were we doing this? It's because we want to give you education and information. If you've decided California is no longer right for you and your family, we want this to be a podcast that gives you hope and encouragement and, and hopefully answer some of your questions. So anytime we talk to anybody about real estate from California and they talk about moving out here, the first question we get is always about the weather. And so today is August 17th, and I thought I'd talk about the weather for just a second. So right now in, in California, in Sacramento, it's 105 degrees. California's having rolling blackouts, fire tornadoes, and a big storm that just came through, thunder and lightning the other day. Here in Tennessee, right now, we are sitting at 88 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. It's been like that for the past couple of days. And if it does get too hot up into the 90s, we can come inside and run our air conditioner because we have power 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and our utility bills are such that we can afford it. Yeah, and I, I will say that was one of the things that uh, you told me. Because I know when we lived in California, uh, utility payments were off the charts. And I know there are even families that have... I'm going to do little air quotes for you. No one can see that, but have solar power. And even they have been cut off of uh, their air conditioner, which is just, it's insanity to me. It's just kind of crazy. No, that's what happens when you end up with a third world government, which is why we relocated to Tennessee and why we're here to talk to you about that. So um, you're going to talk about real estate today. And for our listeners, um, you are a licensed broker in both, both Tennessee and California, correct? Yes. And so you're able to talk about all that. Um, and we do sell real estate. So for any of you who do have a question about or even getting put on maybe an MLS update daily for something you're looking for, you can email us at craftrealestate at gmail.com. That's craft with a K, realestate at gmail.com. And so when we talk about real estate in Tennessee, there's really three geographic regions in Tennessee. There's eastern Tennessee, which is where Knoxville and Chattanooga are. There's Middle Tennessee, which is where Nashville is, and then there's Western Tennessee, which is where Memphis is. The regions are somewhat geographically diverse. So Eastern Tennessee, you're going to have the hills and the mountains, kind of like what you would expect in Lake Tahoe, very hilly terrain, a lot of national parks, great hiking. It's right on the east or western edge of the Appalachian Mountains. Middle Tennessee is going to be uh, more of your rolling hills more of the central part of Tennessee. And then western Tennessee is going to be right on the Mississippi River. So it tends to be flatter as you get into the Mississippi Delta Valley, uh, more rain. And he, Memphis is definitely more humid than any other city in the rest of the state. That was one of the things I loved about Tennessee because we are, I was born in Southern California. We were raised in the East Bay and then moved to Sacramento the last 12 years, so more of the Tahoe area. I just love the mountains and the creeks and the ponds. And one of the things that I think a lot of Californians will say is I, you know, I love California because I love, I want to be at the mountains one minute and, or in an hour I can be at the mountains or at the ocean. And uh, while we aren't, the, obviously we're landlocked here, we're only about eight hours away or six hours. I'm not 100% sure from white sandy beaches of the Alabama. Is it what you say about six from the Gulf? About six to eight hours to the Alabama Gulf Coast, which has some of the most beautiful beaches you'll ever see. Uh, far nicer than any beach I've seen in California with warm water. So you can actually go into the water if you so choose to do so. And it's only about an hour flight from Nashville to Pensacola. And if you buy it when flights are on sale, you can get a round trip ticket for about $100. 
so you could be in the beach uh, mid-morning and come back uh, that night if you so choose to do so. And our beaches aren't shut down right now. And I know in California, there's a lot of them that are, which is really sad. So, so talking about the different regions in Tennessee, uh, because of Tennessee's geographic diversity, if you're looking at real estate in Tennessee, you can really have anything that you want. If you want a more urban living in a big city environment, uh, you can get that in Nashville or Memphis. Uh, both of them have a lot of the attributes of a bigger city. Nashville has Tennessee Performing Arts Center, so if you want Broadway shows, you can get that there. Nashville has a lot of fine dining options. You've got places like Ruth Chris Steakhouse or Morton Steakhouse, which are nationwide restaurants. They have smaller uh, local restaurants that are, are equally as nice if you're into the fine dining thing. Got a lot of entertainment venues here in Nashville, especially with the live music and Nashville being Music City USA. There's a lot of opportunities here for that. We also have a minor league baseball team, which is similar to the Sacramento River Cats. It's called the Nashville Sounds, as well as NHL hockey with the Nashville Predators. Middle Tennessee will also give you two lakes, Old Hickory Lake and Percy Priest. So if you want lake living, you have that opportunity, as well as uh, several rivers uh, and ponds that are not quite as big as a lake. But if you want water living, you can have that. If you're more interested in very rural living, so if you want to get onto 20 acres and you want to be out in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee has that opportunity as well in places like Lewisburg and Lawrenceburg, which are in the southern part of Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. And there you can get 40, 50, 100 acres. Uh, you can farm there if that's what you choose to do. And you're going to be much more rural and much further out. If you're looking for something that is what I would consider a traditional middle-class starter home for, for young families, Murfreesboro and Columbia are definitely two areas you can look at where the housing is very affordable, but you're still close to Nashville for entertainment or if you need to get to the airport. And I'd say for those of you who want maybe a list of um, towns to look for, if you're looking for lake living that's kind of close to Nashville, you're going to want to look at uh, Hendersonville, I believe Gallatin and even Lebanon have some lakeside um homes that you can look at as far as country living, um, like my husband just said, uh, Lawrenceburg, Lewisburg, uh, Columbia, also, what what's the town, um, goodness, near Leaper's Fork, Fairview, you've got Fairview, you've got Clarksville, which is um, more military, I would say more of a city, wouldn't you say, Clarksville? You know, it's a city, but it's a smaller city, and it is a military town. So if you're familiar with military towns, this is going to be your very traditional military town. Very young population base, very transitory because of the number of people getting transferred into and out of this military base. So you're not going to have, I think, what you would consider more of a traditional city with Clarksville, but still very nice right on the Kentucky border. If you're looking to not be near a city living and you want to get off the grid a little bit, not I wouldn't say even off the grid, just get away from city life, you're looking at towns like uh, Manchester, Crossville, Cookville, and out here they say Vol, not Ville, like uh, us Californians do, but um, Cookville and Crossville and anything really, Johnson City, which is very, very easterly part of Tennessee. But we're going to kind of keep you more in middle Tennessee where we're a little bit we know a little bit more. Well, and so if you are looking at moving to something where you're going to have a mountain type living, where you're going to be closer to snow skiing, if you want kind of the more the Denver, Colorado lifestyle or the uh, Sierra Nevada foothills lifestyle, then eastern Tennessee is where you're going to want to look. That's where Knoxville is. That's where Chattanooga is. Now, Knoxville is right at the base of the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, there's uh, UT. The Smoky Mountains, yeah. 
UT football uh, has played out in Knoxville. Uh, so if you're an SEC fan, University of Tennessee Volunteers play in Knoxville. Knoxville is a smaller town, but it's definitely got uh, some big city attributes to it. There is an air, a small regional airport there uh, that you can get flights that connect to Atlanta or Nashville out of there. And then you also have destination cities like Sevierville and Pigeon Forge, which are largely like Las Vegas type cities in terms of you go there for the entertainment. The difference is Pigeon Forge and Sevierville are very family-friendly entertainment. It's not a gambling situation like Vegas, but there are a ton of shows that you can go to. There's a ton of entertainment venues for young families. Dollywood is there, which is a major amusement park, similar to Six Flags, with uh, big-time roller coasters all the way down to uh, shows where Dolly Parton's family talks about growing up. And we call this a Vegas for kids and families. This is where Gatlinburg is. For those of you who've been to Gatlinburg, all those little towns are kind of all uh, right next to each other. And so that's what you're going to get in eastern Tennessee. Chattanooga is a really unique town. It's going to be in the very southeast corner of Tennessee, right at the Georgia border. The nice thing about Chattanooga, again, good-sized town, but it's right on the Tennessee River. So you're going to have a good uh, water sport activity if that's something you're interested in. Chattanooga is also very... I would say a younger town. There's a very young vibe to the town. And it's also one of the places where a lot of the tech companies like to introduce new technologies. So I read some place about a year or so ago, I don't know if it's still true, that Chattanooga had the fastest internet in all of America because that's where places like Google and Comcast are rolling out new internet technologies to be able to test them in the real world and see how they work. So that's kind of eastern Tennessee and what you would expect there. The other thing with Eastern Tennessee, all those cities are in the Eastern time zone. So the time zone between Central and Eastern time actually runs right in between Middle and Eastern Tennessee. So you're going to have to take that into account. What all what cities? Knoxville, Chattanooga, Johnson City, Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, okay. all the cities we just talked about. Mm -hmm. So take us to real estate because this is the number one thing. I know I have a lot of friends and we get emails and calls and visitors every if not every week, for sure, every month, they want to know, talk to me about the real estate there. Talk to me about all the things that I can't get here in California. Well, when it comes to real estate, across the board, you're going to find cheaper housing than you will in California. So if you take the similar house in Tennessee and California, you're going to find the house in Tennessee is going to be much cheaper, everything else being equal. There's a number of reasons for that. One is uh, the cost to build here is far cheaper. Keep in mind that builders aren't going broke. If you pay attention to the stock market, building stocks are up. They don't make money selling houses at a loss in California. So any cost the government adds to the cost of building the house gets passed on to the consumer. So about five years ago, last time I checked, Eldorado County, it cost about $40,000 to get a building permit. So that adds $40,000 to the cost of the house, plus the extra costs from the administrative side of the builder having to deal with getting those permits. That all gets passed on to the consumer. So let's say it's $50,000. Well, here in Middle Tennessee, you can get a building permit in most cities for under $5,000. So already the, the cost of your house is easily $45,000 less just on the building permit alone. We haven't even factored in the cost of labor and materials and everything else. So housing is going to be much cheaper here to, uh, to build and to purchase. So if you decide you want to build your house out here, you can do that far cheaper than you could in California. And if you want to buy an existing home, whether it's a brand new one or a, a home that's been around, you're going to find it's going to be much cheaper to do that. When it comes to 
the expenses of holding the home, again, it's going to be way cheaper in Tennessee. Well, this is where you're going to really need to kind of have your pen or pencil ready because I think this is something our listeners are really interested in. You're going to talk about utilities and property taxes and all those fun things that people really want the numbers on. Yeah. So when it comes to the property taxes, California and Tennessee both base the property taxes on the value of the property. So California has Prop 13. I won't go into too much detail since if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably aware of Prop 13. But Prop 13 assesses the property as of the date of purchase or transfer, and it cannot go up more than 1% a year as a general rule. And so there's a cap on how much your property taxes can go up every year, regardless of how much the value goes up. So even though your house might double in value from one year to the next, your property taxes aren't going to double because there's a cap as to how much it can go up. Now, what Tennessee does is they assess the property but then you pay taxes on 25% of the assessed value. So if you buy, say, a $1 million property, you're only going to pay taxes on $250,000 of that value. Now, when you compare the tax rates, the tax rates are going to be about the same. It's about 1.5% to 2%, both in California and Tennessee. So let's use an example. You buy a $1 million property in California today, you're going to be paying about 15 to 2% of that value in property taxes every single year. It will go up every single year, but no more than 1%. So you're paying about $10,000 a year in property tax on that million dollar home in California. In Tennessee, you buy that same million dollar home, but you're only gonna pay taxes on $250,000 of that at about one and a half to 2%. So now you're paying about 2,500 to maybe $3,000 a year in property taxes. So just in the property taxes alone, on the same identical million dollar home, you are saving $7,000 a year in property taxes. So that's about a $500 a month that you're saving by moving here uh, and buying a house. It's more than real estate. I mean, I know real estate's a big deal. And for people who are really strapped and with utility bills and, and property taxes. I think it's kind of like the frog in the in the pot theory. It, it, it goes up inc- incrementally. You get used to it and you think, well, this is the same everywhere. Why don't you share a little bit of, you know, of just about utility prices here versus California? So I can't speak to everybody's individual situation because obviously everybody is different. So if you keep your house at, at 50 degrees in the summer and 90 degrees in the winter, your utility bills are going to be more than somebody who keeps you know their house at a, a more reasonable temperature uh, during those time frames. But I can tell you what, what happened with us. Uh, we had a, a house in California up in the Santa Ana foothills just outside Sacramento. It was probably about 2,500 square feet and we would have you know the air conditioning on in the, in the summer when we had power, the heat on in the winter. Our utility bills would average about 350 to 400 a month. A little bit more in the summer, a little bit less in the winter. But on average, that's about what they are. Here in Tennessee, we keep our house at a very comfortable temperature year-round, and we're paying usually no more than $200 a month in utilities. So just, again, in that alone, you're saving you know, two to $300 a month in utility bills. And when you couple that with your savings in property taxes, okay, now you're, you're saving $1,000 a month. You're saving $12,000 a year just in those two things. And the thing with Tennessee and California is, there's a mentality to both states. So California has... Wait a minute. I don't understand. There's a, there's a what? Mentality. To do what? In either state. Okay. There's, there's this 
mentality that comes with the notion of taxes and utilities. So California has the mentality of, we're just going to continue to tax. We're going to continue to raise taxes. We're going to find new ways to generate revenue. One of the things you never hear California politicians talking about ever is cutting the size of government or government spending. And when they do talk about cutting it, it's always said this way. If you don't vote for this tax increase, then we're going to have to cut funding to schools, hospitals, law enforcement, and fire. For some reason, anytime there's a cut that has to take place, politicians can only figure out how to cut in those four areas. There is a boatload of waste and unnecessary spending in California, but the only things they can figure out how to cut are schools, hospitals, police, and fire. But that mentality is what drives the increase in tax and the constant need for revenue. Tennessee has a different mentality here. Uh, we believe in smaller government, we believe in fewer taxes, and we believe that counties and state budgets should be balanced. We don't believe in borrowing money. Now, neither philosophy is inherently wrong, it's just different. Which philosophy do you prefer? So Tennessee says, we're not going to borrow money to build roads. If we don't have the money, we don't build the road. And once we have the money, we'll build the road. Now, Tennessee has some of those beautiful highways we've ever been on, and people who come here from California, one of the first things they comment on when we leave the airport is how nice the freeways are, because we take care of our roads before we start spending money on other unnecessary things. So that mentality carries forward in other areas that make the cost of living here in Tennessee much lower. With real estate here, for, for those of you, I would say there's obviously, for well, I'll say this, Paul and I like to say, you're the head and I'm the heart in a lot of ways. Doesn't mean he doesn't have a heart, doesn't mean I don't have a head, but we seem to lead in those areas first. And for me, as a mom with my kids, I really struggled. You know, I didn't know the culture, What? how are things going to be here? And one of the things we noticed with real estate here, interestingly enough, they basically kind of have these little communities inside the developments. So where we came from in California, if somebody said, hey, Joanne, where do you live? I'd say, I live at 123 on Main Street or whatever. You know, I'd give the town and then if they knew they lived in the town, what what's your street? Well, we took our kids to uh, junior high when we went to enroll them in school and one of the uh, the first things that the secretary asked us was, wasn't it, what development do you live in? And I thought, like, what does it matter? Who cares what development I live in? But seriously, they definitely have this community mentality within the uh, little neighborhoods. And so whether you live in Shannon Glen or you live in, I can name some, Berry Farms or West Haven, or there's a ton of them out here. Basically, those little neighborhoods become like a community. And not only do they have like their own little Facebook pages, but these little communities, uh, many of them have pools because uh, trying to have a pool here, it, it adds an exorbitant amount of money because there's a lot of rock here. So community pools in the neighborhood are a big deal. Uh, they have community, uh, I don't know, Easter egg hunts and uh, Santa Claus comes to the to this little spot where everybody meets in the town or they just all get together and make, you know, it's just, it's very community oriented. That's how the culture is within the real estate, I would say here. Wouldn't you say that? Well, within, the, within some subdivisions for sure. In for suburbia. Example, yeah. I mean, for example, West Haven is a subdivision out here and you can Google that West Haven Franklin and they are, they have a ton of community activities there. Of course, West Haven also happens to be one of the more expensive communities. But 
if that's something you're interested in, you can find that here. So one of the points of the podcast that we're trying to get across is whatever you're looking for in terms of a lifestyle, you can find it here in Tennessee. And I will also say for our listeners who might be retired, we do have Dell Webb here. We have a Dell Webb in Mount Juliet, which is another great suburban area for families uh, and great schools, Mount Juliet. And there's a Dell Webb there. There's also a Dell Webb. Is it in Thompson Station? Oh, excuse me, in Spring Hill. Spring Hill, I believe it's Murray County or is it Williamson County side? Murray County. Murray County. Again, counties are kind of a thing out here, you guys, so you'll hear us say that. Uh, so for those of you listening uh, and want to follow your kids out or hope your kids follow you, there is a great Dell Web out here. And so the other thing with the cost of living tendency, I know this podcast is mostly about real estate, but the cost of living is also affected by taxes. Tennessee has no state income tax, so you don't pay any taxes on income. One of the things Tennessee does to help lower-income families is they have a tax-free weekend. Usually it's one weekend a year. This year they had two of them because of COVID, but normally it's one weekend a year. And it's always the first weekend before school starts in which you can buy clothing, computers, and school supplies up to certain dollars amounts, and you don't pay any sales tax on that. And sales tax in Tennessee runs anywhere between 8 and 10%, depending on where you're at. So that is a savings that directly helps uh, families. And that's something Tennessee does. And that's the mentality here of the government's here to help as much as possible reduce the burden on families and make Tennessee an affordable place to live. So how we ended up in Williamson County, uh, it is one of the more pricey, or it is the priciest county, I'd say, here in Tennessee. But when we first came here, we lo- we fell in love with Tennessee. We fell in love with the beauty of it, with the people. And uh, so we actually thought we were going to maybe go to Knoxville and ended up in Nashville. Loved that. But then what kind of made us narrow down Williamson County, it had some of the best schools in not only the state, but in the country. And so that was a big deal. But there's also Mount Juliet has some great schools. And I forget, is that in Wilson County? Yes. And also uh, in Murfreesboro, is that, I forget, is that Rutherford County? Yep. Rutherford County. And so there are great schools. So for us, we did want land, but most importantly, we wanted a place where our kids would make friends. If Paul and I had just come here alone, we probably would have been outside of Williamson County and not cared. We probably would have been in Murray County. We still like to be around uh, places and we like the nightlife, uh, the opportunities to have music and dinner and that kind of thing and events and sporting events. So we did like that. But I'll tell you, uh, land, it, it, could, it could go, it really kind of varies in price. It depends on what county you're in. So hopefully that gave you a good overview of what real estate looks like here in Middle Tennessee, Eastern Tennessee, Western Tennessee, and the different opportunities that are available. So we talked about Middle Tennessee, we talked about Eastern Tennessee. The other area of Tennessee is Western Tennessee, and that's where Memphis is. So Memphis is a fairly good-sized city uh, in terms of population. It has a, a nightlife there. It's a little bit of a different nightlife than Nashville. So we've talked about Middle Tennessee and Eastern Tennessee. Now we'll talk about West Tennessee, which is where Memphis is. Memphis is a big city population-wise, similar to Nashville. It does have a nightlife. Memphis is the home of the Blues. It's where Elvis Presley's house is at Graceland. So most of the nightclubs there and most of the entertainment venues are going to be Blues-oriented. It does have a major airport in Memphis, so transportation in and out of Memphis is very easy. Memphis is right on the Mississippi River, and so you are going to get more humidity there 
than you will in middle or eastern Tennessee. I would say the humidity in Memphis is similar to what you might get in Florida because it's right there on the river. Uh, Memphis does have entertainment options as well. They have a minor league baseball team there. The Memphis Grizzlies of the NBA play there. So there's a lot of entertainment options. Memphis has a lot of suburbs outside of actual Memphis that you can live in if you're looking for that type of lifestyle. Memphis tends to be very flat, so not a lot of hills or mountains there because, again, you're coming down to that Mississippi Delta. But that's what the Miss- what Memphis would have to offer. I I wanted to say one thing for the listener who's thinking about renting a place here. For us, when we moved here, we rented for a year and we kind of spied out the land. And I remember you saying to me, hey, why don't we start? This is our budget. Why don't we start, you know, go go out and look at some places that you could love living in. That was so hard for me because I love uh, the southern porches and the gabled roofs and the tin. And I just loved it all. So it was very hard to narrow it down. But one of the things that I think our listeners need to know, and this was surprising to me, while while I would say Tennessee real estate is clearly cheaper than what we're used to in California, depending on where you are in California, it's even more looks even more cheap to some of you. Uh, I would say it was surprising to me the rental market here. And I when I say here, I'm talking Middle Tennessee, I'm talking Nashville and Davidson County, Williamson County, I really just thought that it would be proportionate to the purchase of a house. And what we found was that there weren't a ton of rental properties. And because there wasn't a lot of inventory, because a lot of people were moving here, rents were pretty, I found pretty comparable to where we came from in the Sacramento area. Yeah, well, and it's basically a supply and demand issue. So if you're thinking about moving out of California, well, guess what? So are thousands of other people that are thinking about it who were preceded by thousands of other people who actually moved. So when you're moving someplace, the amount of rental property available just can't keep up with the demand of the number of people moving to Middle Tennessee from places like California, Michigan, New York, because those states are, quite frankly, driving out some of the middle class. So you will find that rental prices are going to be higher than what you expect. For that very reason. Since we moved here um, in 2012, they have been building a lot more apartments and have been going up a lot more. Matter of fact, there's so many cranes, building cranes in the city of Nashville alone that they joke that that's our new bird. I think we counted at one time, Paul, wasn't like 37. I mean, some insane amount. So all around, I mean, there's a lot of building going on. So for those of you who are in the real estate business, or I should say, especially contractors and builders, uh, this is, if I guess it would kind of be the same as before, I guess in the early 2000s of California. So there's a lot of building going on out here. They're trying to get the supply up to meet the demand. But yes, when you come out here, be prepared for rental prices that are going to be higher than what you expect. But on the other hand, you will be able to buy a house for cheaper than what you would expect. And so in the end, it will all come out uh, in the wash. And so I did a list just um, just this week, just trying to count all the families that we personally know, many who stayed with us, um, friends and family. And, and I counted 11 families that have moved here from California, nine who we had a direct part of their moving here, which is such a sweet thing to have. I love that, um, that we get to be a part of their story and their new beginning here. Matter of fact, just yesterday, we had a family gathering at our house and two of the families that were here, one just moved here from California a week ago 
and they have no family here waiting, right? And then another um, family that was with them, they moved in March, right before COVID hit and um, got out at a great time for them. God bless them. And so they're here. And so it really is sweet for those of you who might be afraid that you don't have family here. I'll tell you, uh, and, and again, I, I just think God has a big part of this. You find a lot of your family here. And you end up getting to know people and, and meeting people. And, and it just is a very sweet thing. But so many of those people, I'm just going to tell you, that moved here of those nine, I want to say at least three of them bought property sight unseen. We were showing, we were FaceTiming them houses and uh, they still love their houses. I mean, so, you know, don't be afraid of the distance. Don't be afraid uh, and don't let fear overtake you. Um, this podcast is to give you hope and, and to encourage you with some of the truths and some of the information. And like Joran said, we have actually helped people buy homes here, essentially sight unseen from their standpoint. But we're not talking about buying a home in 1980. We're in 2020 now. And with modern technology between Zoom and high quality photos, it's easy for us to be able to show a house to somebody who's not here to help them pick selections if they're not here. We work with the designer of a new home if that's what you're purchasing to make sure that they get the designs that they want. So if that is the only way that you can do it is to do it remotely, then that's an option as well. Hopefully you can find the time to be able to come out for a visit, take a look around, actually put boots on the ground, and I think you'll find you'll enjoy Middle Tennessee. We would love to be a part of your story. So if you're interested in being on our MLS uh, and we can do something, basically send you an MLS daily to your email that's that's specifically for your needs and your budget. Remember, it's craftrealestate at gmail.com. That's craft with the K realestate at gmail.com. Thanks so much for being with us. We hope you will tell your friends and invite other people, share, like us on anything you can like us on and review us. We want to be here for you. So make sure to email us or send us messages for any of the questions you have. We want to be your source uh, for the answers. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to Exodus California. We are so grateful for listeners like you. Show us your appreciation and subscribe and share this podcast with all your friends. If you'd like to receive personalized real estate listings, email us at movingtotennessee at gmail.com. That's movingtotennessee at gmail.com. And let us help you make Tennessee home.